Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Smart Cities World podcast. This episode brought to you in partnership with Huawei. Today it's a privilege to be able to speak to Hongen Ko, Global Chief Public Services Industry Scientist for Huawei's Enterprise Business Group. Mr. Ko, welcome along. It's fantastic to have you with us. Morning, Luke. Thanks for having me on your program. We're obviously here today to talk about public service provision. Um, uh, that's by central and local governments, but more specifically as part of that, the role of digital transformation within those processes at government level. I think a good place to start is how Huawei interprets the meaning and characteristics of digital public service infrastructure. Great. And, and I like the term that you chose, digital public service infrastructure, because that was exactly the major project I did for Singapore government more than 20 years ago. I used to work in Singapore government. So simply put, uh, digital public services infrastructure is essential to enable public sector digital transformation, which is an ongoing journey, different from traditional computerization. It is beyond going online and improving ROI. It likely requires enhancement and even redefinition of organization, mission, governance, and even processes. Now, digital transformation may even blur the line between industries. For example, a top real estate developer in Egypt is building and operating smart city as a service enabled by Huawei. So I think a key benefit of digital transformation is creation of new product or service. This is relevant to both the private sector and public sector. And of course, there are many other uh, benefits, including better customer experience, analytic-driven customer insights, uh, improved resource management and productivity, and even increased staff satisfaction and retention. But I guess there's a major difference because in the private sector, digital transformation is very much to increase sales and profit, whereas public sector has a different challenge solved. Mainly is to how to win over customers who are usually reluctant. Now, what do I mean by that? Transactions with the government, whether national level or city level, are usually a means to an end. For example, a businessman wants to open a restaurant, which is the end objective, but regulations require him to transact with numerous agencies to get the necessary permits. And public sector digital transformation can help make this reluctant businessman more willing even ultimately to drive digital economy to raise the competitiveness of a country or city. So the digital transformation usually covers three different areas, digital government, digital society, and even digital economy. Now, these benefits and even differentiators of public sector digital transformation, they are well understood by policy and decision makers. Unfortunately, such transformation will not take place without the digital public service infrastructure, which is very often neglected. So what are the characteristics of the digital public service infrastructure? I'd like to start by saying digital transformation is all about data and not just the technologies and governance. I call data the new crude oil because by itself, data has no value. We need oil drill, we need oil pipe, we need oil refinery, and even catalyst additives to collect, transport, and process the crude oil into valuable products, which represent the benefits and differentiators of digital transformation. So be it at the national level or city level, digital public service infrastructure has two main components. We call it the one network and the one cloud. So in one network, it basically covers the oil drill and oil pipe function. The drill refers to different end devices to interact with the people and the machine. Whereas the oil pipe refers to three different areas. Firstly, the national or city backbone network, which should be shared by different agencies. Secondly, the Metropolitan Access Network. And thirdly, Campus Network. Now, technologies involved include fiber optics, DWDM, microwave, public or even private 4G, 5G, G-Pond, 
5G, Wi-Fi 6, 7, and etc. Now, a major objective of one network is inclusive connectivity to enable digital society and even to drive digital government and digital economy. Huawei recommends different technologies for different environments. One example is the ruler star, which is perfect for challenging terrain like deserts, mountainous regions, and even ruler valleys. The simplicity of this system means that a node can be built in less than seven days, cutting setup costs and time by up to 70%. And its footprint is minimal. Ruler stars consume no more energy than five different light bulbs. More than 60 countries have already implemented this solution, connecting more than 50 million people. Next, on the one cloud, which covers the oil refinery and catalyst uh, additives of my data is the new crude oil analogy. An oil refinery, it means data center, data center network, computing, storage, security appliances, and very importantly, the cloud stack to offer private or hybrid cloud services. As for catalyst additives, these are tools for DevSecOps which is to develop, secure, and operate the software at the same time, data lake, and even AI enablement. I hope this gives you a clear explanation of what is digital public service infrastructure. Absolutely. And I've heard this uh, this phrase before, data is the new oil, but I've never heard it broken down in such a clear way. I, I think that makes a, it makes a lot of sense. And as you're saying, data is right at the heart of this process and successful digital transformation of, of government is obviously key to improving that public service capability on what governments are able to offer. Um, so next, it would be brilliant to, to hear about some of the work that you've done with Huawei uh, and the global public sector team to support governments with their digital transformation to actually enable these these better public services. Thanks for this question. And just to go back on data as the new crude oil, because very often data by itself has no value. And this is important. This is why we need to get the right data, the right data strategy and so on. And you know, in my 30 over years of global experience, technologies come and go. Even big data, AI technology comes and go. But one thing remains there forever is data. So having said that, it's all about data. And I think, I guess a good example to start with on the basic essential of network and cloud services to support digital transformation and improve public services is the Spanish city of Alicante. It is a stunning tourism city with all-year sunshine and golden beaches. In fact, every year, over 8.5 million visitors flock to this province, strengthening the local government services. It did not help where the Alicante government system had been in use for 10 years and are showing the strains such as insufficient network bandwidth, outdated equipment failing to meet service requirement, and so on. And of course, things getting more complicated when there's a need for multi-department collaboration, which I will elaborate later. So based on software-defined network and autonomous driving network management system, Huawei's hyper-converged data center network solutions are now helping Alicante's government offers secure, reliable, agile, and efficient public services to help them accelerate their digital transformation. Many countries and cities have adopted once-only policy requiring multi-department collaboration as part of their digital transformation journey. Using my earlier example, this will benefit the businessman greatly when he needs permits from different agencies to open a restaurant. I think such people-centric services can be seen in both Abu Dhabi and Dubai municipalities of the UAE both had great digital vision strategy and plans. Over the past two decades, the numerous digital initiatives transforming the cities have been welcomed by residents and visitors. 
driving the adoption of ICT in all aspects of life. Now, we often see successes driving the demand in digital transformation journey. So take Dubai, for example. In less than three years, over 100 smart initiatives and more than 1,000 smart services were delivered to the public by more than 20 government departments. Consequently, the need for faster deployment of data centers with our end-to-end all-in-one prefabricated modular data center, Huawei helped uh, Dubai build a data center in less than a year. Another example is Istat Municipality. It is one of the fastest growing municipalities in Sweden with a forecast of 17% increase over the coming decade. In addition to the increased demand for e-government services, the municipality is also driving digital school, digital healthcare, and digital culture. Huawei data center infrastructure, servers, and our ocean store storage have helped them with significant performance gains compared to the previous environment. Now, in the public sector, agencies must collaborate and exchange information to provide people-centric services. This is why in support of Digital Nigeria, the organization Galaxy Backbone under the Nigerian Federal Ministry of Communications and Digital Economy has been offering internet services, data center, and cloud computing to both the public and private sectors. Galaxy is not only helping the federal government in saving budget by allowing agencies to share connectivity and cloud computing, but also supporting digital society and digital economy by enabling the private sector and citizens too. Huawei has been partnering Galaxy since 2006 through fiber, networking, data center, and cloud technologies. Another important differentiator of public sector digital transformation is on intelligent education. Huawei collaborated with the Côte d'Ivoire Ministry of Education to build an all-scenario smart campus solution to improve the basic education digitalization and promote fair and inclusive education. You know, education resources there were unevenly distributed and high-quality resources could not be shared, making it urgent to initiate the digital transformation. The all-in-one center, data center, and cloud implementation improves the resource utilization. The all-scenario Wi-Fi on campus enables learning anytime, anywhere, on any device. An online learning platform and a training platform are built to help to narrow the gap in education and promote fair and inclusive education. Now, from basic education, we do see other trends in education transformation. This includes intelligent campus, hybrid learning, high-performance data analytics, and even personalized and adaptive learning. One example is China Macau University of Science and Technology, which is the largest multidisciplinary university in Macau and is ranked among the world's top 300 universities by Times Higher Education. Currently, the university is home to over 17,000 students. The university's digital transformation journey is accelerated by his challenges in legacy data center, lack of information sharing, and resource elasticity, which directly impacted his advances in major research, such as in space and Earth's magnetic field, since they require the processing and calibration of massive amounts of uh, high-precision data. So Huawei has been their preferred partner to help them realize their 2025 strategic plan, including building up their supercomputing uh, center. Right. Another example of digital transformation enabler is Ankabut of UAE. Ankabut started as the National Research and Education Network. In fact, in Arabic, Ankabut stands for spider, 
So it provides leading network infrastructure to centers of learning and research. As part of this digital transformation, Ankabut now offers cloud services and even diversified beyond education and research users to other public service agencies and even the private sector. But at its core, Ankabut is serving more than 35 education institutions and 80 colleges in UAE. Its high-quality quality ICT uh, services are enabling the transformation education research. Next on healthcare, we have the China Guangdong Nanshan Hospital. As an important technology for the implementation of new infrastructure, the FIG or Optical Network promotes intelligent diagnosis and treatment, intelligent services and intelligent management. The fast or optical hospital uh, reduces the transmission latency from minutes to seconds, which obviously is very important in healthcare. And the stable active-active data center allows access to hundreds of megabytes of data within many seconds and ensure no data lost for 30 years. Now, as the hospital services continue to draw, user can, uh, the user data in various medical imaging, archiving and communication system will just keep increasing. So another uh, a case study we have is in Germany, the Ishan University Hospital. They have to upgrade their data storage center to cope with the increasing medical data uh, and application. So this helps the hospital to accelerate the implementation of its digital healthcare platform, reduce the total, total cost of ownership by 50% and easily migrated uh, their key workloads from low performance infrastructure to Huawei's uh, Dorado off-flash storage. Now, the next segment in public sector is smart emergency management. Huawei collaborated with many partners to provide the country of Kenya with a series of solutions, including incident reporting, computer-aided dispatch, GIS, telepresence conference, and even broadband critical communication. These solutions comprehensively improve collaboration capabilities and emergency response efficiency and safeguard people's lives and of course, to enhance economic development in Kenya. The incident response time has been shortened from 30 minutes to 8 minutes. In the year following the implementation, the crime rate in some regions actually decreased by 46% and the annual GDP increased by 5.8%. Now, I've spoken to you on many case studies around the world. We have actually enabled the digital transformation of more than 700 public sector customers in more than 100 countries. But we are mindful only to share examples with customers' approval. But moving forward, I feel the future of public sector digital transformation is in bringing proactive and even personalized services, which involve big data, analytics, and AI, requiring the one cloud that I mentioned earlier. So basically, we feel that the future of a smart city should be a cognitive city, should be a thinking city. So going back to the restaurant example, uh, why is the government stopping and offering people-centric services in granting the final approval to open the restaurant? The government can actually offer proactive and personalized services, such as su suggesting spaces for rental, relevant, fresh graduates and workers for hire, and even supply of materials and ingredients to our businessmen who wants to open a restaurant. I hope I've given you enough uh, stories to illustrate how we support public sector digital transformation and, of course, to improve public services. No, absolutely. And I've always, always felt that the next logical step for people-centric public services is personalized public services. It makes a ton of sense. And I wanted to go back to what you said about the work you've done across over 100 countries and the range of examples you've just given us. Spain, 
uh, the UAE, Nigeria, Kenya, China. Sweden. With that, Germany. exactly that. With that, surely each one of those brings its own its own challenges and its own uh, it, its own differences. Because every government is is different. They have different processes that have to be followed, different national conditions, different development paths and stages. So what's the most important factor for digital transformation there when you're dealing with those differences and trying to navigate them? Um, what are your suggestions on on the development path in these different places and, and how you support that development? Great question. Look, obviously, you know a thing or two about public services and public sector. You know, in my last 30 over years of global public sector digital transformation experience, I can tell you no two cities are alike. We don't even want to talk about country. No two cities are alike. And very often I meet with partners or even uh, 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 colleagues in Huawei. They are not familiar with public service. They will say, oh, let's replicate this success to another city. It's not so straightforward because there are many issues, organization, governance, and process and so on. But having said that, through our so many years of experience, we can summarize digital transformation success into eight common factors. The differences in cities and countries means we need to have different priority in dealing with these eight factors. Of course, also have different weightage and even different strategy. So I want to say the first factor is vision and leadership. A great example is the Internet Para Todos or Internet for All initiative by President Andres Obrador of Mexico. He personally led the planning and implementation of this very critical inclusive connectivity initiative and the full values were seen during the pandemic. So again, I want to emphasize digital transformation is not traditional business as usual computerization. The vision and leadership extremely important. The second factor is on governance and structure. One example is the creation of the Saudi Data and Artificial Intelligence Authority for nationwide cloud computing, data sharing and AI enabling. Because if left to cities or, or national government to its own, usually most of them will not want to collaborate. They want to run on their own data center and so on and so forth. So this is an example of governance and structure in Saudi. Of course, the other example is the creation of a law, State Information Technology Agency in South Africa, also for a similar objective. So basically, you need to have a proper governance and structure to get the different agencies, to get the different cities and so on to work together. The third factor is on law and regulation. As said earlier, a true transformation likely requires enhancement and even redefinition of an organization's mission, governance, and processes. So public services are ultimately based on laws and regulation. Such transformation requires their refinement. Otherwise, some of the transformational projects that we are doing, we may be uh, controlling the law and regulation, right? And the, the fourth, uh, I would say, is on people and culture. And many studies have shown that people and culture are the biggest barriers to digital transformation. So public sector needs to invest in people, not just in uh, the transformation implementation, but also in their usage and subsequent operation and maintenance. The fifth factor is operating model. Digital transformation is an ongoing journey and the public sector has to ensure its successful sustenance uh, operation of this uh, uh, initiative. It can be from traditional CAPEX to OPEX model. Even the earliest smart city as a service example, I, I, I quoted in Egypt. So that's important. Now, security and sovereignty is the sixth factor. Now, almost all the public sector organizations I came across understand the importance of cybersecurity and upholding privacy in digital transformation. But what worries me is the lack of focus on digital and data sovereignty. It is about the full control of infrastructure and data 
in addition to just having physically having them. So in the world of uh, digital, having something physical doesn't mean you have control. That is the term I call sovereignty, which is to me very important. Now, the seventh factor is data strategy, which is about transformational values of this data, the data governance, what data do I need? Where do I get the data? Do I have the lawful access to the data? How do I promote data exchange? How do I ensure the quality of the data? And lastly, how do I process the data? So examples include China setting up data exchanges in many cities, just like stock exchange. They allow the legal trading of data. Of course, in Singapore, we don't do that. Singapore government actually push different standards to promote data exchange between the public and private sector. Now, the last factor, but definitely not least, is the technology ecosystem, which I've already elaborated earlier, which includes the digital public service infrastructure covering the one network and one cloud. But there's another critical area of this ecosystem, which is the solution partners, such as in digital government services, intelligent education, intelligent healthcare, or smart emergency management. Huawei has more than 300 solution partners in public sector globally. Now, on the development path, I would recommend six steps. Six steps. First, it has to be top-down, covering data strategy, budgeting, and of course, the initial implementation of the digital public service infrastructure. Secondly, we need to identify segment for users, use cases that can benefit the people quickly. Because don't forget, a government is, is voted in, uh, in most countries, by the people. So the people must see benefits of what you are investing. So we need to identify the segment as uh, step number two. Step number three is to identify and develop local ecosystem. This is actually as part of a response to sovereignty. It's important for, for uh, countries and cities where they build their application, preferably is for the local ecosystem. So that's important. The fourth step is on governance. You must set up the right organization, the workflow and KPI. Remember what doesn't get measured will not be get done. So it's important. The fifth step is consultancy. Now with initial successes, the public sector, whether it's a national or city level, has to look at former high-level design and business architecture. Now, last but not least, on sustainability. I think this includes reviewing the return on investment, coming out new services, and of course, ongoing innovation. So hopefully, these are some of the experience that we have can help some of our customers around the world. Absolutely. And going back to that idea of, of as you put it, uh, sub sovereignty, um, that actually leads me into into the the next question that I wanted to ask you. This process, the deliverance of better public services, requires national and local digital transformation um, for for governments. It requires those governments to have a strong strong digital ICT foundation. So I wanted to find out how Huawei really can enable governments to play a role or, or even take the lead in that. ICT infrastructure development over time. This is something that for public sector, ideally they should be leading. Exactly. And I think I will, I will push it further. When we talk about strong digital ICT foundation, it's not just on technology, but as a leading ICT company, you know, Huawei is a leading ICT company with strengths in connectivity, computing, and cloud. Huawei's main values to our public sector customer globally are in designing and implementing the digital public service infrastructure covering the one network and one cloud. But what we can help goes beyond that. I spoke about the 300 solution partners that we have globally in public sector. Huawei continues need to identify and develop such partners from around the world. And together with them, we enable the public sector digital transformation globally. Now, one platform we have 
is the 10 open labs that we have opened around the world. Each year, our partners develop more than 1,000 scenario-based solutions jointly with Huawei. So many of these uh, companies are local in their country. So using our digital public service infrastructure, they develop different solutions. And if they do well, we actually bring them to other cities or even other neighboring countries and so on. Now, in addition to such products integration and solution development in our open labs, Huawei has digital consulting and planning capability developed through our many years of global presence and experience. Within the customer's procurement regulation, Huawei can actually offer different levels of consulting services from digital transformation business scenarios to ICT high-level design. But those are all technology. Remember I mentioned earlier, people and culture is a critical success factor in digital transformation. So Huawei is doing our part to help countries and cities in building their ICT talent ecosystem. In addition to technical and user training in our projects, we also work with governments and partners globally on ICT Academy. In five years' time, we should have 7,000 ICT Academies globally. Now, with our mission, with Huawei's mission as bringing digital to every person, home and organization for a fully connected intelligent world, a last but not least value Huawei can bring to our customer is continuous investment in R&D and driving innovations. According to the World Intellectual Property Organization, WIPO, last year Huawei topped the global ranking in the patent applications for the 13th consecutive year. Indeed, Huawei continues to strengthen our investment in R&D with an annual expenditure of a Chinese yen, 161.5 billion in uh, 2022. And this represents 25% of the company's annual revenue and bringing our total R&D expenditure over the past 10 years to more than Chinese yen, 977 billion. Now, we keep listening to our customers, especially the industry experts in our group, and we understand their, their pain points and, and requirements, and we develop innovative and efficient sustainable technologies to support their digital transformation. One example is we heard about the problem with Wi-Fi roaming in smart hospital, because today in smart hospital, they are all connected. The patient, the nurse are all connected, but you move from one ward, one ward to another ward, you will drop your signal. So while we created the distributed architecture Wi-Fi for seamless roaming, and this can cover a maximum of 64, 64 wards and stations in a hospital without any drop in roaming. Another example is the creation of the hybrid fiber power cable and the switch. This will lower the TCO and increase the bandwidth of a campus network. Now, last but not least, even in the development of many AI-enabling tools to simplify AI adoption uh, by not-so-technical uh, users. Now, public sector is actually a multi-billion dollars market for Huawei, and we will continue to have thousands of staff supporting this segment to help our customers digital transformation journey. When you run through that, it just demonstrates the level of commitment and dedication uh, as you said not just to the infrastructure itself but the ecosystem around that as well to continue yeah. building it and take a sustainable approach to the building of that ICT infrastructure and expertise well into the future that's just about all the time we have I think but I wanted to thank you so much for, for your time and your expertise and your insight and I think that what you've said provides real food for thought particularly those that represent the public sector as well in terms of how they can move forward, what they can learn and what they can try as well. Um, there's a lot here to unpack for people. Uh, so I hope people take the time to, to go away and do that. 
for more information um obviously you can take a look at the link in the description just below but for now that is all we have time for so my thanks again to mr co uh thanks to you at home and i'm sure we'll see you on the next one thank you very much thank you look and thank you everyone Thank you.